You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners on Twitter and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And on today's show, we got a lot of news and notes to talk about from the press conferences that occurred yesterday as the Oklahoma Sooners get ready to open fall camp. But first, let me talk to you about the Locked On Big 12 podcast. There's no better place to get all of your Big 12 conference news than the Locked On Big 12 podcast hosted by Josh Neighbors. Follow the Locked On Big 12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And Lincoln Riley, Alex Trench, and a host of players met with the media yesterday just to get ready for fall camp and to set the tone for what is coming this 2021 season. And the overall tenor that I got from you know, watching at least Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch's press conferences, they're just ready to get to work. They're ready to start removing the hype from the season and actually get on the field and play games. Lincoln Riley even stated, he says, talking season is about over, which, yeah, you know, I think for so, you know, only, these guys can only hear about or answer the questions for so long before they start, you know, champing at the bit to get on the field and actually start proving what they can do week in and week out because, Proof is in the pudding. It doesn't matter what people say about this team or about any other team. All the evidence about how good this team can be is going to be shown on the football field. On paper, they look like a great football team and a team that's going to contend for the national championship. And soon we'll start seeing that paper put to the test. Will they be able to rise to the occasion and live up to the preseason expectations and the hype? Again, this is a lot of what we're talking about, what other media outlets are talking about. Because again, what they look like on paper looks like a really good football team. But as we saw last year, again, a team that looked like it was going to be really, really good, had some early season slip-ups, put themselves out of national title contention. Can they avoid those things this year? That's going to be a huge question because they're not going to really have an opportunity to, you know, maybe they can lose one game, but they definitely can't lose two games and find themselves back in the national title picture. As we've talked about at times before in the show, the rest of the country is just waiting for Oklahoma to slip up because they want to consistently discount this team and their ability to contend for a national title. Sure, they haven't been they haven't shown well in previous playoff performances, but they're a team that is as good as any Lincoln Riley has had, if not better. They're maybe a more complete team than Lincoln Riley's had. This may not be the offense of, you know, 2016, 2017 or 2018, but the defense is definitely going to be better than what they've had in previous years. Even though we lost Ronnie Perkins, even though Trey Norwood, Trey Brown are off in the NFL as well. This is a team that just looks deeper across the board, has a lot more experience across the board on the defensive side of the football. And so, yeah, let's, you know, let's talk with about what Alex Grinch had to say first, since we're talking about the defense, a lot of what he talked about was the fact that they have a lot of depth. Uh, somebody asked the question, who's the face of this defense? And he listed off a, a host of guys that he thinks of when he thinks about who the face of the defense is. And, you know, in previous years, it was Kenneth Murray, maybe Neville Gallimore. Last year, probably Ronnie Perkins was the guy that 
everybody looked to as the leader or as the face of this kind of defensive resurgence. But this year you got it. He, he, he mentioned Isaiah Thomas, Nick Bonito, guys that just do things the right way. They play hard. Not only do they have a lot of production, but they just play really, really hard. They play the right way. He mentioned Brian Asamoa and David Aguebu and Deshaun White, Pat Fields, Deller and Turner Yell, just all these guys with a lot of experience that have played a lot of snaps for the Oklahoma Sooners and are in leadership roles heading into 2021 as guys that would be quote unquote, the face of the defense. And I think that's really encouraging because we've talked a lot about how the, the depth and experience of this team on the defensive side of the ball will help to take it to another level, especially as you add in guys like Woody Washington, DJ Graham as full-time starters on the outside at cornerback and maybe have a Billy Bowman as your slot corner. Potentially that's a guy that, you know, Alex Grinch kind of spoke of as a, a freshman who could make a big impact in 2021. If he's potentially your starting slot corner, you've got three guys that haven't played a ton of snaps, you know, DJ Graham and Woody Washington played a lot last year, but still are growing into their roles as potential starters for this defense. And I think that's a good thing that they have so many guys, like I mentioned before, that are the quote unquote faces of the defense. It just means they have a lot of guys with experience, a lot of guys that have played at a high level and a lot of guys that are going to help these younger guys along and, and help them to be better on the defensive side of the football. And then Alex Grinch went on to talk about how the depth is just improving, not just because recruiting, but because they're creating more and more competition. So as the competition improves, so does the talent that's starting. So does the talent that is kind of the second unit, all the, all the depth players, the, the guys that rotate in, in a given game, all of that gets better as the competition improves. And that's just what they're creating now. Not only do they have, a better starting unit, but they have even better depth because it just kind of all trickles down, right? As the defense continues to play better, they get better recruits. Those recruits can enhance the competition. The competition then enhances the talent and the talent produces better. And so that's why I think a lot of people are really excited about this defense is because across the board, they've got a ton of experience and they've got depth. They've got solid depth players. I mean, you look at a guy like Shane Witter, he might not even be a starter, but he's going to get to play. You got Caleb Kelly, who is a veteran player, and he's going to be probably your fourth linebacker off his the third linebacker off the bench or second linebacker off the bench. But you, you've got a really solid group between Deshaun White, Brian Osamoa, David Aguebu, Brian Kelly, Shane Whittier. It's a really, really solid group from you know top to bottom. That's five guys that can make an impact. You look at the defensive line, you parry on Winfrey, Jalen Redmond, Leron Stokes on the interior. Then you got Nick Bonito, Isaiah Thomas, and um, Ethan Downs off the edge. And that, that creates a lot of options for Alex Grinch to just deploy his personnel. And if they can get contributions from those younger guys, on the defense, that's just going to only make everybody better. He talked about having more quality reps. And I think that's his goal, right? You want everybody to play at the highest level for as many reps as possible. And the way you do that is by having better depth because Alex Grinch wants to rotate his guys, especially in the high paced big 12 conference where teams are playing a lot of spread. They're playing a lot of no huddle. You got to be able to have guys that can come in off the bench and, and play in sub packages or relieve your starters because they're not going to be able to play hundred percent of the snaps. It's just unrealistic. And so having that quality depth that the Alex Grinch has been really shooting for looking for is going to be huge for this team going forward and injuries happen, right? Like 
football is the most physical sport in the world. Injuries happen. It's going to be one of those things where you're going to have a starter go down, if not for a series, a game, hopefully not longer than that. But you got to have guys that can come in and fill those shoes at every level of the defense. So let's get into what Lincoln Riley had to say coming up after the break. We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Sooners. But let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. It's 100% covered in chocolate, and it is great for you. Anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, 17 or 18 grams of protein, and four or five net, net carbs, four or five grams of sugar. I just ordered myself another box because I was running low. I love Built Bar. I've been eating it now for about 10, 11 months, and it is the best tasting protein bar ever. No grainy protein flavor, no aftertaste, just deliciousness. It's something that I'll snack on if I'm just looking for a sweet treat, but it helps me to get through my morning, get me to lunchtime, and Built Bar gives me all the energy I need. So if you're Looking to try Built Bar if you've never done it, make sure you go to builtbar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order over at builtbar.com. Now let's talk about what Lincoln Riley had to say in his pre-camp press conference there yesterday on Thursday. And he mentioned, you know, first let's talk about the quarterback position. Obviously, you know, Spencer Rattler is going to be the starter and, uh, you know, he always wants to breed competition into every position battle that he's got going on. Well, yesterday. He mentioned that Caleb Williams is clearly the second guy at quarterback and that Micah Bowens and Ben Harris are going to be battling it out for the third spot. And it's no surprise that Caleb Williams is the, is the second guy. I mean, he's definitely better than Micah Bowens or Ben Harris. No, no disrespect to those guys, but you don't come in as the number one overall recruit at a position and a five-star player, unless you have a lot of talent and Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams has that. Now the big question is going to be how much does he play in the fall? Is he going to play enough games to use up his red shirt? We'll see. I think that if the offense and the defense are as good as they're going to be, as we think they'll be, then they're going to be opportunities to get him in games and get him some experience. And I think that's really going to be valuable. I think getting him as many reps as possible will be huge for just his development and getting him ready to take over the starting role in 2022. It's possible that, you see him just play a couple seasons with Oklahoma before moving on to the NFL. But if he turns out to be as good as we think he's going to be, but so getting him as many snaps this year and using that red shirt up, doesn't really, it won't really impact you. He'll still have three years of eligibility left and it's likely that he just uses two of those years of eligibility. But even if he uses all three, it, you know, using this one red shirt year, it's not going to hurt him in the long run. He'll still have plenty of years of eligibility left. Uh, so yeah, Caleb Williams is going to be the number two guy. Hopefully he gets to play quite a bit. Um, and then he talked about the center position. That's kind of the, the biggest question mark entering the draft or entering the entering camp, entering the 2021 season. Creed Humphrey went to the NFL, drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, leaves a bit of a hole at center. They've got quite a few guys that they could throw in there. Chris Murray, Andrew Rame, Ian McIver, uh, Anderson, Robert Conjol. You know, they got guys that have played the position that have some experience that they're going to be able to pull from. And that's the, the best thing about these, these practices, these camps is that you throw guys into competition. You see who rises to the occasion at center and Lincoln Riley spoke on it. They throw a lot at the center position. They, they give them a lot to think about a lot to be responsible for. 
And so it's not for the faint of heart. They need a guy that's going to be able to get in there, understand what the offense is trying to do, what the defense is trying to do, be able to communicate everything, protections, the defensive assignments, you know, who's blocking what guy in the run game. And that's all just pre-snap. And then you go after the snap, the center and the rest of the offensive line has to be able to communicate what's happening. If, a, if the defense sends a blitz, who's picking up that blitz? If the defense is sending a stunt game, are they communicating those guys? Are they you know, sliding in and passing guys off effectively? And all that comes from communication and chemistry. And so this is a, a position they really need to figure out pretty quickly so that the five guys along the offensive line are going to be able to gel and develop that chemistry and the communication. The more time that they get in practice doing that, the better off they'll be as they head into the season. Now they've got a couple of non-conference games where they're going to be able to figure that out in, in some serious kind of on field time, but the quicker they're able to figure that out in camp, the better off they'll be. You also want to have a guy that's going to have chemistry with Spencer Rattler, someone who isn't going to be able to communicate well with him as well, because those two are going to be vital to helping the offense get in the best play possible with the best protections possible. And, you know, coming out of out of spring camp and of the spring game, Andrew Rame looked like he was going to be the, the guy. He looked to be the leader in the clubhouse. But Lincoln Riley mentioned, like, hey, we got five guys that we're going to look at for this spot. We're not going to be shy about creating competition. And that's something that Lincoln Riley loves to do. Even in seasons when he looked like he had an obvious starting quarterback, he, he wanted to create competition. Lincoln Riley spoke about, you know, the move to the SEC. And, you know, he thought – or he just basically said, you know, like, we're going to focus on this season. Obviously it's, it's exciting. And he's looking forward to, and hopefully Bedlam continues, but he understands like there's a lot of moving parts there and it's not all up to Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma state is going to have a lot to say about that. When he, when he was asked about recruiting, he said, some of that remains to be seen if, well, if the SEC helps them in recruiting. So some of that remains to be seen. It's still out in the distance for us. I still think it will be a positive for us. And you know, we've talked about that on the show and, and um, Parker Thune talked about it on Monday that this is going to be a big boon for them. It's going to help you know get the guys that have aspirations of going to the NFL, get them playing for Oklahoma because they'll be able to play against the top competition in the SEC and help raise their draft profile a little bit. They'll be able to put on tape competition against top guys in the sec Uh, and then kind of the last thing that he or that i wanted to kind of touch on is where they are as far as covid vaccinations are concerned and uh, lincoln riley mentioned that they have a really high vaccination rate he didn't mention how how high he didn't give a percentile to that but just mentioned that they have a high vaccination rate going into 2021 you know he said that this isn't over the the delta variant is a concern um, and it, and it is, but they also have, you know, protocols put in place so that they mitigate some of the risk to their players. Uh, and this is, it's going to be an interesting year because now they won't just cancel games. If teams end up with too many players in COVID protocol or unable to play a game, they'll forfeit games. And so COVID will have a huge impact could potentially have a huge impact on the 2021 season, if teams don't take the protocol seriously enough, if players don't take it seriously enough and too many guys end up in a COVID protocol, whether you like it or not, that's the reality of the current state of the United States of the world. And it's going to affect, I mean, it's having an effect on people's daily lives all across the country. And it could potentially have an effect on your college football season. 
it just is what it is. And, you know, you just hope these, these kids stay safe and you hope that they, you know, take the proper protections and protocols, whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated, it's probably getting important to go and wear a mask anyway, based on studies. This is not locked on COVID. We're not going to do that, but yeah, I just want, I just want to implore everybody out there to stay safe and, and be kind of wise because we want to have football. We want to have, you know, we want to have fun. We want to have a full stadium, you know, Owen Field will be better when everybody's there, when it's a full packed house, but can't do that if there's too many players in COVID protocol. And so coming up after the break, we got a few more things to talk about with what Lincoln Riley had to say. Um, Just a lot of interesting storylines heading into the 2021 season that I think um, could play a factor in the on-field product, but We'll just make for more interesting environments as the Oklahoma Sooners uh, attempt to win that eighth national title. And we'll do, and we'll talk about that here on Locked On Sooners after the break. And now here, I just got a few more notes to discuss as we uh, talk about Lincoln Riley's press conference and what he had to say to the media on Thursday. He was asked about whether or not Oklahoma will receive harsher treatment by crowds on the road in the big 12 after the move. And he said, we might, it's not going to change our goal or our mission. And I think it's inevitable that, you know, the, the teams that were left behind um, the remaining eight and their fan bases are going to be a little fired up to play Oklahoma when the Sooners come to town. And I mean, I wouldn't blame them. Obviously Oklahoma and Texas moving on to the SEC has had, major ripple effects on the rest of the big 12. And we've talked about it a lot and Oklahoma and Texas are going to be kind of public enemy. Number one, of course, Texas probably gets the brunt of that even more so because they're Texas, but Oklahoma is going to, going to get some heat whenever they go on the road. It's going to make for some fun environments and for some games that are going to have a lot of fire, but yeah, that's kind of kind of be the way it's going to be. Um, then he also talked about Jeremiah Cradell, a guy that's competing to be the slot corner for the Oklahoma Sooners or play, maybe potentially play on the outside as well. Uh, he just says that the wires are starting to connect, uh, which is always a good thing. Like, you know, sometimes it takes a minute for players to put the mental and the physical aspects of, of the game together. And the more time you get, especially in practice or on the field, it just helps to connect the dots from a technique standpoint, from a defensive understanding standpoint. And so it's good to hear that, you know, a guy like Jeremiah Cradell is, is taking or is putting it all together a little bit, especially as a guy like Billy Bowman is coming into play. And Alex Prince said he came in very physically prepared uh, to compete in his first season. Um, it's a team that, that needs an answer at, uh, at slot corner. They still, you know, it's, it's expected that Woody Washington and DJ Graham will start on the outside and so then what do you have in the middle or in the slot? I think that's going to be a big question. And uh, those two guys are, are going to have an opportunity to compete for that job. And what one thing that Alex Grinch mentioned uh, that I failed to mention in the first segment is that not just starters end up you know, having a impact on this team. A lot of the role players do as well. Those guys that are your second teamers, your, your depth players are going to have an impact. You know, you mentioned as many as, you know, eight guys, eight to eight to 14 guys on the defensive line that could play and have an impact for the Oklahoma Sooners. And, and that's huge. Like you can't have enough good players getting snaps. And obviously those snaps are earned, but it's just a matter of getting good depth, getting players rotating in 
Um, and knowing that Jeremiah Cradell or Billy Bowman, Woody Washington, DJ Graham, that they have four, maybe more guys that are going to be able to offer quality snaps at cornerback. I think that's going to be huge for him. Um, and then you throw in a guy like Jaden Davis as well, who we haven't really talked about as much, uh, but he's a guy that's got an experience that is going to be competing on the outside as well. And, um, you know, Latrell uh, McCutcheon, you know, they just got a lot of good, solid guys. And even at safety, you know, it, it's just a really fun team to, to, to think about and to talk about right now, because they've got a lot of things really going well for them. Um, but it's always fun when these guys have these press conferences because you get to hear more of what they're thinking about, about these players, about these teams. And, and it helps to kind of create expectations, especially for fall camp when we think, Oh, you know, the center position is Andrew Rames. Well, Lincoln Riley's coming in and saying, nah, there's going to be competition. Or we think that Jeremiah Cradell or Billy Bowman is going to be the starter. We're like, well, I mean, both those guys are, are going to be competing for, for a spot or, you know, even myself, I start to think, Oh, well, DJ Graham's got one of those cornerback spots locked up. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I forget. There's Jaden Davis there that is going to com- compete with him for the spot too. And then Alice Grinch reminds us that, Hey, we're going to rotate in guys. We're going to have a lot of guys playing because we want a lot of guys playing because it helps provide more quality reps. Um, that's the, that's the fun thing about these press conferences, because until we actually get to see these guys on the field, that's the only way we get any kind of insight into what they're thinking as coaches about these players and how they, how they're going to break them down and, and how they're going to deploy them as well. And um, it's, it's going to be fun to watch this fall camp and, and see who emerges at what position and see who becomes the, the starters or the primary role players at each position. And uh, we'll continue to cover it here on Locked On Sooners. So make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On Sooners podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams. You can follow the show on Twitter, Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. And uh, yeah, make sure you read my work over at the Sooners wire at USA Today.com. And uh, look forward to talking to you more on Monday as we get our first practices in hopefully over the weekend. And we'll learn more about this team moving forward. We are less than a month away from the opener of the 2021 college football season. And I can't be more excited to talk college football with you all this fall. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of exciting things coming for the Oklahoma Sooners in 2021. Hopefully a national championship run. We're going to document it all here on Locked on Sooners. So make sure you're tuned in. But until Monday, I'm John Williams. Boomer Sooner.